Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey ladies, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Christine Carter, author of Weight Loss Hero. Christine shares her story of significant weight loss, but more importantly, how she grew to embrace and love the person God made her to be. And as 20-somethings, I'm sure we can all relate to the feeling like we need to put on to impress different people or achieve success and Christine really left me feeling encouraged and inspired to let God fulfill my desires. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. It was just so fun. And so let's get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. Tell us a little bit about you, what your life looks like these days. Well, these days, it looks a lot like staying inside, washing my hands and not touching my face. It's been kind of my my goals here lately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, you know what? It's been good. I think that obviously life looks a little different than it normally does, but I think everybody is learning how to pivot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's not always the worst skill to have is to kind of learn how to shift things around when we need to. Yeah, that's so true. We, we're all having to learn how to be flexible, how to be okay with things uh, that we were wanting to happen or thought were going to happen um, and had to kind of give those things up. So what has it been like for you right now? You know, I mean, just very isolating. Uh, mm-hmm. I live alone. I live in a city I don't know a whole lot of people in already. So uh, it's it's definitely felt very isolating. I think that's been one of the hard things. And then I also think for me, um, you know, I love the serenity prayer and the part about accepting mm-hmm. the things I cannot change <laughs> yes. or even better, the wisdom to know the difference. Because, yes. um, you know, when all this first started happening, I don't know about you, but it's like, I felt like I was reading the entire internet every day, trying to figure it out and trying to feel like I had some sense of control over something that we have no sense of control and we don't even necessarily always have a full understanding of. And Mm -hmm. I just really felt God calling me that I had to shut it down, shut it off, close the screen, get in the word, not, not get in the world. And so, um, my anxieties got a lot quieter after I stopped doing that. I cannot tell you Mm. much of anything going on right now. Uh, cause I just have chosen to be a little bit more guarded with what I let myself consume. Yeah. There's definitely like a balance, right. You know, not mm-hmm. completely shutting yourself off from the world, but just having the news on and having, yeah, even, you know, just opening your phone or whatever it is, you automatically start seeing things or clicking on things, you know? So it definitely yes. takes some, some self-control to kind of say, okay, like, let's, let's just look at what I need to. And then, <laughs> and then try not yes. to make myself go crazy here. What do I need today? <laughs> That's right. That's so right. I have had to do the same for myself just to not freak out uh, and see what's going on. But honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm a little bit over it. So um, I, do. <laughs> I think same. a lot of people are, you know, so trying to figure out what that looks like to still 
be respectful of, uh, of what people are saying or what, how, how we can love others in this time, but also I'm over it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So, you know, I would love, uh, to hear a little bit more just about, you know, my podcast is more specifically for, uh, ladies in their twenties. So I don't know how old you are, Christine, but if you would share a little bit with us about your twenties and what was good about it, what was hard about it? Yeah. So I am a 32, so I'm an old woman. Yeah. No, you are fresh out the twenties girl. (laughs) I'm I'm fresh out. Okay. (laughs) And look, all I'm going to, all I'm going to tell you is when you turn 30, it's like you get to a new, you break through to a new level. So hang in there, (laughs) hang in there. Okay. You got to learn some lessons in your twenties. No, you know what? Um, my twenties had a lot of highs and lows. Um, I definitely feel it was a trying time for me. I definitely Mm. feel like I didn't know who I was and I really wasn't rooted in my twenties in Mm. my relationship with Jesus. I had really fallen away from the church and was kind of doing my own thing. God was an afterthought. I wasn't mad at God. I didn't have a story like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's, you kind of become lukewarm and then it just kind of becomes something you don't think about. I wasn't actively engaged in a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is, is I felt like a lot of my twenties, honestly, um, was me trying to figure out who I was, but I was allowing a lot of the things of the world to define me and to tell me who I was. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with that, that's where a lot of my weight problems began uh, is I, I call them seeking behaviors. You know, it's like Mm. your spirit, your spirit is really seeking connection with God, right? Like that's really what your spirit wants. But a lot of times we can fill it with the wrong things. So we can fill it with alcohol or food or whatever your thing is, or relationships, because it's those things that it's like, okay, this makes me feel okay right now. And I don't feel okay right now. And so Mm. we kind of cling to those. We make them our savior. We make them our idols. And so for me, Mm. food, um, food was a really big problem. And I I really struggle with like eating my feelings. Um, You know, when I first entered my 20s, I was a normal weight. And when um, maybe, maybe on the curvy side, we'll say I was curvy. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I wasn't like a stick by any means, but Um, by the time I was 25 years old, I weighed almost 300 pounds Mm. and it was one of those things that I, I, I had a a rock bottom moment that really put emotion so much, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And I really had no idea what I was, (laughs) what I was stepping into when I stepped on this path. And part of this is, was learning to accept myself for who Mm -hmm. I am, flaws and all. Um, Part of it was learning to see myself um, for who God, for who God sees me as, right? And for who God says I am. People say that all the time. People say, well, who does God say you are? But I would tell you at that time, um, in my mid twenties, I set out uh, to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I tried a million different things that didn't work. I tried every quick fix you can think of. I tried every crash diet. I tried every single thing and I kept having the same results that I could stick to it for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then life would happen <laughs> and then I'd be right back to where I was and yeah. I was just gaining and gaining. And when I finally got it right and I finally stepped on this path, believe it or not, at that point, though, I wish I could rewrite history in this way. 
Um, at that point, I still didn't have the re- like the relationship with God I do today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I just thought if I could lose this weight, then I'll be happy. If I can get that promotion, then I'll be happy. If I get that car, then I'll be happy. If I can live in that high rise, then I'll be happy. And let me tell you, I did every worldly thing I set out to do. Mm. I had the dream body I wanted. I worked so hard for. I had all of these things. And I looked in the mirror and I hated what I saw. Mm. I felt completely empty on the inside. I felt completely broken because I was. And the problem is, is that I I wanted to manipulate my circumstances but I didn't want to look inward Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to change me. And that is when I had kind of the biggest wake up call. And it's so cool because, you know, God draws you near to him, right? Like I can look back and see all of these seeds he was planting. And I I look back and I laugh, literally, he was surrounding me and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even know it at the time, just certain people or certain songs that I started hearing or just certain influences that I had in my life. And so you know, I had the the later half of my twenties was a lot of a lot of resistance with this process. Let me be clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of really accepting and embracing, like that God has a calling on my life. Like that life, like I have a purpose here. Mm-hmm. I, I I have something I'm supposed to do while I'm on this earth but it required a lot of stripping away of a lot of the things that I defined myself by. Mm-hmm. Um, and really kind of breaking me down to my core and rebuilding me up to be more than a conqueror um, mm-hmm. and, and to be that person. And so um, it's been a very interesting journey. Like I said, I really feel like I walked into my 30s. Um, I feel like I lived 10 lives in my 20s. <laughs> mm. um, but, but I look back on it and I honestly, I look back at the hard moments and the moments I was just lying on my closet floor crying and I'm mm-hmm. thankful for them. Yeah. I'm thankful for them. Cause they got, they got me here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I was just thinking about what was maybe kind of that, like, is there like a defining moment where you kind of you know, realized, oh man, I like something needs to change and I can't do this on my own. Like, was there like one defining moment that you can think of, or was it more like, like you said, it just kind of took time and steps? You know, I, things started to bother me about the way I was living. Um, the choices that I was making, um, slowly. Mm -hmm. And I remember being annoyed at it. Like, well, I'm not a bad person. You know, I can go out with my friends. I can go do that. It's, it's fine. Like all of a sudden I started to feel like I had to justify myself, which was strange. Like, where is this coming from? Right. And I feel like that's like, almost like my spirit was trying to get out, you know, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. hello, can you please, um, flesh needs to calm down. (laughs) Spirit needs to step it up. And so, um, no, you know, honestly, it wasn't even like that. It was, it was honestly, a night I'll never forget the the one of the first nights I cried out to God and it was more like this God like everything's fine right now mm-hmm. but I know there's more than this and I've tried by my will be done to change my habits and to not you know to not kind of live the way that I'm living right now but you know what I just remember being like I'm just gonna give it to you instead 
I'm just going to give it to you. I don't even know what that means. I hear people say it all of the time and -hmm. I'm going to lay this down and I'm just going to roll with whatever it is that you do. And let me tell you, my life, it's like, I, it was like, that was the top of the roller coaster right before it's about to go down. <laughs> and God's like, oh, finally. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm getting to enjoy the ride. It's like, I was stuck on that climb, you know, yes. <laughs> um, and he's then like, finally, you wait, honey. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like there was a moment he's like, you sure? Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why not? you know, YOLO. And, and it's been, it's been so cool. Um, ever since then. Oh, that is so awesome. I love just hearing how God kind of like slowly captured your heart in that. And it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, cool. Look at this weight loss journey and look what I was able to do for myself, you know, because there is so much of that in the world today of like, you can do it, you know, you're your own boss, you know, whatever it is. Um, yes. And so it is so cool to hear kind of how he took you on that ride and, and you were able to see, Hmm, yeah, I've gotten all these things that I wanted that I created for myself, but it still wasn't enough. Um, no, nope. and is, it never will be right. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so, you know, how have you kind of incorporated those, um, into being able to still inspire others to, um, take on their own weight loss journeys, but also, you know, helping them realize that, um, faith plays a role in it as well. You know, I, I, you know, obviously I think that, and I think that this is a hard thing for a lot of people is to Mm -hmm. try, try to find the balance of sharing your journey and, and helping others in that same way. Right. And so I am, I'm very much someone like I want, I want Jesus to just flow through me and every single thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, at some point realized that I felt like my biggest like calling was to give people hope, Mm -hmm. help people feel a little less broken, um, and, and really draw them in, in that way. Um, and it looks different for every single person. You know, you meet some people who maybe they don't believe in God at all right mm. now. And you're just a beacon of hope and they see something different in you. And I think that they're attracted to that. But then you have yeah. people who come in and are like, you know, I already have accepted Jesus, but maybe like, maybe like sin is really keeping me bogged down and I just don't feel like I'm good enough. And I don't feel like, you know, like, you know, if I try to live for Jesus, like people are going to, um, look at me funny because they know the things that I've done or the things that I've said. And mm-hmm. those people need encouragement on the hard days too. Right. And so yeah. I have several different, you know, mediums in which I kind of bring all that together. But there came a point about three years ago that I felt like God was calling me to leave my comfort of corporate America. I was a director at a medical billing company. I did very well and I'd mm-hmm. worked very hard to get in that position. And he called me to, uh, to start, to start this, this, this company. And I, I still can't even tell you what, what this company eventually looks like. Mm. Um, I know I'm supposed to help people lose weight is where it started and it's already evolved so much since then. Mm. Um, and that was probably the scariest, one of the scariest decisions I've ever made in my life is, you know, I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like um, I could do it. I'm like, God, are you crazy? How do I know <laughs> if this is even going to work? Am I going to be like homeless? No one's going to be inspired by their homeless coach, you know? <laughs> so it was probably the biggest trust fall of my life um, for sure. And it's um, definitely strengthened me 
It has been the hardest thing I've ever done. It's been the most rewarding, amazing thing I've ever done. Like when you know that like just by you being you and showing Mm -hmm. up as yourself, as your true self has impacted someone in a positive way. Like Mm -hmm. I know that it's like the God within me that impacts someone, right? It's not because I'm great. It's just because I, I allow God to flow through me. But like to know that you could possibly help somebody else on their journey is a really powerful thing. And we all have that opportunity. Like you don't have to have, you know, a big Instagram account to help a lot of people. Yeah, that is so true. And it is really cool to see how you have kind of taken off with that. And it's so, it's always interesting to hear most people when they're called to something by the Lord are always like, uh, I don't feel qualified for that. Uh, I'm not sure. Like even me and starting this podcast, uh, are you sure? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Uh, and to see how he so clearly, um, has designed it for us and, and takes that humility of, I don't know what I'm doing, but I trust you in this to, to be able to take that off. And so, I know you came out with a book in I April, did. right? Yes. Wait, last weeks year. Ago. Yeah, it looks amazing. So kind of tell us a little bit about it and what kind of, you know, inspired you to write it. So when I was approaching weight loss for this final time, I was like, okay, look, there are some truths about me that I, I feel like tr- are truths about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to figure out a way. I was basically like this. I don't really like to cook. If I do cook, I like it to be very simple stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to eat out. I hate exercise. And I know I've got to figure out a way to think about this process differently. I actually made a joke several years ago to someone. And I said, one day when I lose all this weight and I figure this out, I'm going to write a book called Think Yourself Thin. Because <laughs> I, I just knew that this was like so much a mindset piece. And so, um, so I really started on this and I started being able to identify the mindsets and the habits that were holding me back and like mm-hmm. try different things. Like I'm a recovered binge eater. So like I tried different strategies and, um, put, you know, maybe I would read an idea and maybe I would tweak it. And I document so many of those things, right? Just, just, you know, the all or nothing mentality, just all the things that really are holding you back because we know that diets work. We know that workouts work, but mm. none of us can stick to anything. That's right. where we fail. But I also wanted like an easy approach that doesn't require you to, you know, you know, count points for the rest of your life or, or <laughs> no, like I can walk into a restaurant now and I just know what to order. Like, I don't have to look it up. I don't have to question it. I just, I, I can very easily see what to order. But when I was overweight, when I was first starting, I had no idea. Like what yeah. is healthy? What's not? I don't know. So I made a book. It's very simple. Um, I've at least gotten the feedback. It's very encouraging. It has a fast food guide. All the recipes are like five ingredients or less. <laughs> They're very nice. Easy. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my, my biggest thing is making it simple. Honestly, it's almost will look too easy to the naked eye, <laughs> but I think that's the problem. I think we try to overcomplicate things way more than they need to be. Mm-hmm. And when we can just break it down and do the necessary stuff, that's where we're going to win. That is so true. And I think, you know, that just kind of fits with what uh, people like today anyways, it's just like, how can I keep this simple, you know? And, uh, but we so easily can buy into things that 
that seem like, oh, this will probably work. And we end up spending zillions of dollars and so much time on something that was not necessary. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I feel. Um, But I also wanted to ask you about just kind of some quarantine tips in this time of like, you know, obviously we're having to work out from home, which honestly I've enjoyed a little bit. So what would you suggest for people in working out at home? All right, so they're going to go to you for the in, for the people that like exercise. They're going to get <laughs> tips from you. Okay. I'm talking to everyone listening who doesn't like exercise because that's me. <laughs> okay. um, so honestly, I think that the number one reason that people don't stick to an exercise routine is because they try to do too much too soon. Mm-hmm. And they either overload their mind or they overload their body and then they quit. And mm-hmm. so seriously... Exercise is so important, especially right now. We are all literally trapped in the house with our fridge and we have got to get our bodies moving. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, this is the worst, but it's also so good for your anxiety, for your emotions, for your energy, just to get your body moving. So seriously, if you're not doing anything at all, start with something simple, like 10 minutes of walking a day. Mm -hmm. you will be so surprised. And then like make little goals. Like tomorrow I'm going to do 11 minutes. The next day I'm going to do 12 minutes. Like, like push yourself like that. Like right now I'm doing a walking lunch challenge and Mm -hmm. every day I add 10 seconds, just 10 seconds. But it's like, it gets you excited. It's like a video game. Like how many can I do today? You know, and push (laughs) yourself in little ways. Um, and also making an appointment to do it. This is something, this is one of the things I teach in my book Hmm. that I think that one of the, the, the issues that we face so often is that when we make appointment with appointments with everyone else in our life, we show up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you would have no friends if you never showed up when y'all had plans (laughs) and no one would like you. (laughs) Don't invite her anymore. She doesn't matter. But the problem is, is that I think that that's why a lot of us don't like ourselves. Mm. is that I think that we make appointments with ourselves and we don't show up because we're like, oh, we don't really matter. That's how we at least subconsciously receive ourselves. And so make an appointment. Say at 7 p.m. every day this week, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to do walking lunges or whatever you want to do and show up and show up for yourself. Because every time you do, it's going to build an internal motivation and it's going to be another day in the bucket towards building a new habit. That's right. And I I love it because, you know, we already schedule out our days. Like, you know, even if you're not a type A person, because I know all my type A friends out there, like, of course, yeah, I have my whole day scheduled out. Even in quarantine, <laughs> it's like my quarantine schedule, you know, like whatever it is. Um, but even, you know, like for me, not type A, you know, I do thrive off of knowing like what time, where should I be? Like, that kind of thing. And so if yeah. we already schedule it into our day, then we're more likely to do it. That's why I usually like having classes to go to at a certain time, you know, at my gym, but yes, obviously we don't have I that do right now. With that too. I <laughs> a know. lot more accountability and like friends who are like, okay, be there at this time or else, you know? So, yes. Um, but the other side of it is like you said, we are stuck with our fridge. So (laughs) how can we make some smart choices in, you know, one, like going to the grocery store, but maybe two, um, just like being smart when we are at home with our food. Exactly. Well, so one of the things that I do is I try, I, I, now, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to tell anybody who does not think that they can ever be healthy. Trust me, 
I did not ever think I could eat like a piece of spinach. Okay. No way. No how I wanted Snickers bars. <laughs> and so now I very rarely eat unhealthy. And it's just because I really, really, truly broken my connection with food to where I really do look at it like fuel, but every now and then I get a, I get a craving. And one of the things that I do is I actually don't keep unhealthy food at my house Um, And Mm -hmm. when I say that, like there's different diet styles, everybody can have different opinions, but I think we can all agree on some pretty core truths of what we would consider healthy food, right? Like pop tarts, not in the healthy food category, (laughs) Uh, Pringles, not a health food. And so what I do is like, I tell myself if I'm going to eat something that's kind of like unhealthy, it's going to be something that I either order on Uber Eats or if I'm running by the gas station or whatever, um, because then it's a one-time event and it's not something that I'm just going to sit here and eat an entire sleeve of Oreos. Um, (laughs) And so one other thing too, and this sounds silly, but I think one of the biggest things that I'm hearing from followers or clients is that overeating is more the issue than just bad eating. I mean, Mm. sometimes both, but this is the silliest trick and I'm telling you it works. Get a notepad, set it next to your fridge and just tell yourself, you don't have to look it up. You don't have to know how much, I don't care how many calories, how much sugar, I don't care. Just write down what you're, what you ate for the day. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just write it down. Because I promise you, when you get to the end of your day and you're like, I ate 37 small meals today and I probably don't need another one. (laughs) It's at least going to start keeping you from grabbing. It just makes you aware. It's so much of this right now is this like subconscious. We're not paying attention. We're just grabbing stuff out of the fridge because we have emotions or we're bored or whatever. So when you really bring your awareness to yourself and you're like, oh, I need to chill out then it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> that is so true because every time, you know, it's it's almost like we think that we're hungry when we're bored, but we're not. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I have something I call the grilled chicken test. So first of all, I'm not a huge grilled chicken fan. And honestly, I don't meet people when I walk around that are like, man, I'm just craving some grilled chicken. Nobody craves <laughs> it. Um, so I always ask myself that, like, literally I have grilled chicken in my freezer. Am I that hungry? Am I willing to eat the grilled chicken? <laughs> that's a good test for sure. It, it is like because sub- <laughs> sustenance, right? It's like yes. protein chicken. So are you actually hungry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 99% of the time I'm like, no, I don't want to eat chicken. <laughs> I'm like, totally. I'm not even that hungry. <laughs> so that's another little hack. That is good. I like, I like those little life hacks, yes. <laughs> especially right now in just the temptation being even larger to, yes, we need to all get of a snack. Them. Oh my goodness. I know. Okay. So we have made it to the last three questions. And these are questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Um, but the first one is what is one thing that you just like really wish you knew as a 20 something? Something I wish I knew. I wish that I knew how valuable I really was. Mm -hmm. I wish that I knew that I could show up unapologetically as myself and that the people who were meant to be in my life would be there. And the people that weren't, wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I spent so much of my 20s um, wanting validation, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved, wanting to be liked, that I felt like less. the more and more I tried to be for everyone else, the less and less I was myself. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it was very um, freeing the day that I just decided, you know what, this is who I am. And if you don't want to be in my life because of who I am, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because I, it, it, it's even worse when somebody leaves when you're trying to be everything, right? right? Instead of just being you. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing is that I would just learn to just show up as myself with my messy parts and my good parts and my loving parts and just always just be true to that. That's right. And you don't need everyone to love you, you know? (laughs) Look, we can't all decide (laughs) on anything, okay? We cannot decide on politics. We cannot decide on religion. We cannot decide on Laurel or Yanni, if you remember that. (laughs) Nobody can decide what color is the golden, golden white dress. Why do why why do we walk around thinking everybody's going to agree on us? And in fact, let's take it one step further. Jesus Christ, our Savior, has more haters than probably anyone in history. That is so true. <laughs> that is so, so true. <laughs> if millions of people want to hate on Jesus. Why do we think that we are so special (laughs) that we're going to be accepted (laughs) by everyone and learning to just be okay that you're not for everybody Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That is a good truth. And yeah, why are we surprised? You know, he even tells us people are going to not like you because of following me. 100%. Why are we surprised? If, If that's not the case, then maybe we're doing something wrong. You know, if people for some reason... If we think that everybody loves us, maybe we're doing something wrong. <laughs> yep. I know. I met somebody the other day that's like, I don't think I've ever had a hater. And I'm thinking to myself, you've never stood up for anything in your life. <laughs> or you're not paying attention. <laughs> or yeah. Or you're not paying attention. And then I'm, and then I'm like, am I hating her right now? Because I don't know. <laughs> you're like, <Uh-oh>. just kidding. <laughs> I'm your first one. <laughs> yes. Welcome. My name is Christine. <laughs> It's <laughs> amazing. Hater number one. Oh man. Okay. Next up is what are you reading, listening to, and or watching? Like what are the good stuff for you right now? So there is an author I love. Her name is Holly Girth, H-O-L-L-E-Y-G-E-R-T-H. And she has written several books. I'm reading one right now that's called You Are Already Amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's that's a, a they're really easy reads. There's a, probably my favorite book by her is called um, oh, you are going to be okay. That's a really good one for anybody who's like kind of like struggling during this time. Yeah. Oh man, it just helps you feel like you are not crazy and that you are going to be okay. Um, but <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not a TV watcher. Um, I'm not a TV watcher, so um, I don't you. watch. Yeah, I don't watch a whole lot. I will tell you, I have been jamming out to uh, Mike Todd's Relationship Goals series. He's the pastor of Transformation Church. Okay. And I listened to that on his podcast. It's called uh, Relationship Goals. He just came out with a book. I haven't read it yet, but I he actually uh, had a series called Relationship Goals several years ago that I listened to. And it really, really shaped, I really think every person in their 20s and 30s and 40s needs to hear this. I don't care where you're at really helps you understand how you should function relationships, think about relationships, how God designed relationships. So I really am liking that right cool. now. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, what is refreshing you? Just anything that is giving you life? You know, this is a hard one right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, there's not a whole lot. 
So I have been, um, I have a, like a deck and I have a swing chair out there and I've kind of been making, I I make like a big deal out of this time. This is like my self-love time. And I've been going out there and just reading, um, or, or even just taking music and just closing my eyes, turning my phone off, getting away from it and just being, um, I don't think that we ever really unplug. And I think that's why our minds get super tired. And so, um, my daily walks with my dogs have been something, um, that's really been filling me up. And honestly, you know, so many of the other things I normally do, I I always like to answer with three things and I just can't. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love, okay. I take a daily bubble bath. It's my thing. Yes. I love, I love bubble baths. I do the candle. Yes. Enya plan. Perfect. So I love that. That is so amazing. Yep. I'm, yes. I'm with you on that one for sure. It is absolutely self-care. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Christine. And I am just so thankful for you sharing just your journey and some amazing quarantine tips. And you're just so fun. So thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. I pray that our conversation leaves you feeling hopeful, inspired, and encouraged. Christine is such a light, and her goal to give people hope is evident through all she had to say today. Feel free to reach out and let me know how I can be praying for you, and stay fresh, my people.